Debbie is the name my parents gave me, and Sage is the name I gave myself. My mother says she named me Debbie because I wasn't pretty enough to name Jennifer. So you might imagine that it was a complicated name to live with. And in suburban New Jersey in the 70s, where I was growing up, I was a part of a Greek chorus of Debbies. They were everywhere. There was Debbie Bluth, there was Debbie Beeren, there was Debbie Rosenberg, Debbie Rothman. There was even another Debbie Cohen. And in second grade, it occurred to me that I had alternatives. <laughs> My cousin Sherry was insisting that people call her Cindy. And it was working. <laughs> my second grade teacher, Mrs. Durrell, and I said, I am changing my name. And I had picked a name from the backup list of names that my parents had not used. <laughs> and the name I chose was Cami, C-A-M-I with a heart over the eye. <laughs> and I said, Mrs. Durrell, I am Cami Cohen now. And she said, absolutely not. <laughs> but I persisted. I would turn in my papers with Cami Cohen, <laughs> and they would come back with Cami scratched out and Debbie written. <laughs> and Mrs. Darrow would say to me, "There are no Cami Cohens in my classroom." <laughs> and so this idea that I might get to decide who who I was went underground for many years. But there was always this flickering pilot light of the question of, if I were to change my name and get away with it, what might that name be? Because within a year or two, I understood that Cammie hadn't really been a great choice. <laughs> that Cammie was a little girl's name that was not going to travel well into womanhood. So I thought, what kind of name could sort of make that crossing um, from, one, from one stage of life to the next? And it would take 15 years. 15 years later, I got the answer. And here's how it happened. Uh, I was living in San Francisco uh, at the age of 23. And I quit my job so that I'd have more time to write. And I took a temp job, because I wanted the, physical, the, the practical and emotional space for writing. And when I made that choice, a light bulb went off. And I said, wow, I am a person who writes every day. I have been writing poems every day since I was 14. I wonder if that means I'm a poet. <laughs> and it, it probably sounds ridiculous to be wondering, that, to have never thought about it before. But I had, I had never become self-conscious about what I was doing. Writing poems was kind of my way of digesting my life and my experience, and it was this very private thing that I had always done. And in sort of saying out loud, um, maybe I, I am this sort of out there in the world, um, my next thought was, I better get educated. I don't, I don't even know what it means to write a good poem. And I started applying to graduate schools. And um, I was accepted to NYU. And I was given a fellowship to, to attend NYU. And with that recognition from the world that, yes, in fact, maybe I was uh, a poet, 
um, it woke up in me that question again of what, okay, so what does, what does a poet moving to New York, what's her name? Uh, and, I, I, and I was imagining my name in uh, the table of contents of a literary journal and I, alongside the poets who I loved, I saw Tess Gallagher, Dorian Locks, Debbie Cohen. <laughs> And that's when I knew it was time to find, to figure out what this name was going to be. And it came to me, kind of the way poems arrive. It just um, presented itself uh, in the screen of my mind one morning, sage. And I loved it right away, and I ran it through all my filters. I loved what it meant, that it meant a collector of wisdom, a wise person. <coughs> I realized that pretty much most of the decor in my apartment was sage green, that most of my wardrobe was sage green. So I was already kind of living inside of this word in some way. Um, the, the taste and the aroma of, of the plant, the herb sage, was very appealing to me. Um, and the sound, sage, it had authority, it had gravitas, it did not have a heart over the eye. <laughs> it was a woman's name. But maybe the most important, the, the most important thing of all was that at that time in my life I had never heard of another person named Sage. I had never heard it used as a name. And it was mine. And that evening, uh, my boyfriend Sanford came over and I said, Sanford, I'm changing my name to Sage. And he said, awesome. And he immediately started calling me Sage. And the contrast between that one no all those years ago and that one yes that anchored in me my belief that I could do this, that I was going to be able to take this name, it was very profound. And so off I went to New York. And on my first day of my first class, sitting around this workshop table with 15 poets, with Shannon Olds at the head of the table, I was absolutely terrified. My heart was beating so loudly, I felt like everyone in the room could hear it. Because I was about to declare to the world for the first time who I was. And I didn't know if I was going to get away with it. And so when Sharon called my name, she's you know, taking attendance, she called Deborah Cohen, and I said, yeah, that's me, but actually the name I go by is Sage. And she said, okay, and she wrote it down. And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> All that. But it was um, introducing yourself to strangers. You know, they pretty much take you at your word when you tell them who you are. But Initiating my community, who had invested 23 years in me being this other person, was a little more complicated. And a few months into my time in New York, Sanford came to visit. We were walking down the street. We were holding hands. We ran into a, a bunch of kids I had gone to summer camp with when I was 15. I said, Debbie, it's so good to see you. And we were all catching up and talking about what we've been doing for the past decade. And I said, well, 
actually, um, my name is not Debbie anymore. I've changed it to Sage. And they kind of, they looked at me. <laughs> and they looked at Sanford, and they said, you're married? <laughs> and I said, no, I changed my first name. But this is the kind of confusion and discomfort that people have. It is not the kind of change that makes sense for people. They don't know how to organize it in their minds. And it was, uh, it was tricky for my community. So there was a small faction of people uh, like Sanford who just said, cool, that's awesome. Let's, you know. They just made the change easily. There was another small percentage who um, tried to shame me, who said, how dare you, you know, decide who you are. I'm, I'm attached to calling you this. And, um, and then the, the largest group were um, <coughs> people who all said something to the effect of, well, OK, you're sage out there to them, but you're still my Debbie, right? And that was, you know, that took some work. That took some collaboration over the years to bring people <coughs> along um, to this new idea of who I was. And um, you know, it, it, as you might imagine, it was most complicated for my parents to make this change. And over the years, uh, when my mom has protested and let me know that she is not delighted with the name that I chose, I always say to her, well, if you had given me the pretty girl name, I might have kept it. <laughs> When I moved to Portland uh, at the age of 32, so about a decade after taking on the name Sage, I was out to breakfast. I got the check. It said Sage at the bottom of it. And I said to my waitress, is your name Sage? I had never in all those years met another person named Sage. And she said, well, sort of. <laughs> changed my name to Sage. <laughs> I said, I, did, I changed my name to Sage too. What was your name before? your name and I would go uh, and not sure what name they had on record and it, it became an inconvenience and so at the age of 35 I decided it was time to legally change my name and integrate my identity and when I started preparing to do this I was surprised to find that I still after all this time was not convinced that I was allowed to do this and that the name Sage felt like this beautiful borrowed sweater. And, but it was someone else's, it was not mine. And there was something about that that, that gave me the thrill of, of using it. That I was getting away with this name I hadn't earned or didn't belong to me. And so going through the process of, of changing it legally was much more than an administrative experience. It was, it felt like 
rewiring my DNA, giving myself, deciding I had permission to do this for real. And so when I stood in front of that judge in the courthouse here in Portland and said, I am Sage Cohen, and he said, yes, you are, and he wrote it down, and I posted that paper on the wall in the courthouse for two weeks for the world to see. I understood then that my choices had never been the range of options that my parents saw for me on the day that I was born, but that, in fact, I had the authority to decide who I was. And I had the courage to expect the world to meet me there. Thank you.